So, prison housing R. Kelly, Glenn Maxwell, like the gulag lawyer. R. Kelly has sued the prison where he and Glenn Maxwell are incarcerated after he was put on suicide watch for purely punitive measures, according to his lawyer. Attorneys for the prison have hit back saying the prison is intended to keep Kelly on suicide watch and called for uh, his claims to be dismissed. Uh, the disgraced singer, real name Robert Sylvester Kelly, was sentenced to 30 years in prison for federal racketeering and sex trafficking on June 29th. His lawyer, Jennifer Bonjean, has said the Metropolitan Detention Center, Brooklyn, is being run like a gulag. Which a gulag is like a Russian-Siberian prison. Um, Bonjean... I don't know if that's how you say it, uh, said in a statement Friday that she spoke with Kelly and found that he was behaving inappropriately with, and st- was still eager to pursue his appeal against the 30-year sentence. In a statement ta- obtained by People, Bonjean expanded on Kelly's state of mind. He expressed that he was mentally fine and only expressed concern that even though he was not suicidal, MDC would place him on suicide watch. Bonjean we I to confirm that he has sued, or he have, he, they have sued, my bad, they have sued MDC Brooklyn. Bonjean took an agree, her agreement to, tw- her argument to Twitter, where she pointed out to the commentator, the commenter, to a comment, oh Jesus, I gotta read better. Uh, Bonjean took her argument to Twitter where she pointed out to the commenter that it, in fact, isn't standard protocol to have an inmate who's been given a lengthy sentence to be placed under suicide watch. I act at the direction of my client who is living in misery right now, uh, not people who are clueless about the inner workings of uh, inner workings MDC and the Eighth Amendment, she wrote. Okay, Portside Drive, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, everybody, Portside Drive has a new song out. Do you have a link to it? I hope you're doing well, my friend. I um, Let me see if I can find a link. Portside Drive, diversified. No. Maybe. Let's go there, Instagram. Yeah, so here we go. All right, everybody, go over to go. I'm gonna drop this link in the in the. There you go. Go click on this link. Go listen. Go run up some numbers, y'all. Let's go. Let's listen to a little bit.
All right, there we go. Get a sample of it. There's a little sample. Go check it out. Click on the link in the chat and go check it out. Portside, welcome in, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. We're just talking about R. Kelly. You know, just the good old R. Kelly-ster. Happy 4th, by the way, Portside. Happy 4th. America. Fuck yeah. We're going to Hooters. All right, so let me go over here. That's not it. Oh, yeah. So where were we? Federal prosecutors have defended this. Okay, so first of all, he's mad about the conditions of a prison. It's a fucking prison, you fucking pedophile. What do you think it is? Come on. Come on, man. Federal prosecutors have defended the decision to place Kelly under suicide watch as he fails to show substantial likelihood of success, of success for relief. I don't know what that even means. According to court documents seen by CNN, MDC has a policy of playing high pro placing high profile individuals under the harsh conditions of suicide watch, whether they are suicidal or not. This was done recently with Glenn Maxwell, Bon John pointed out in her statement to people suicide watch in a prison generally means that an inmate is placed on in a basic cell with increased observation and issued a tear 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 resent, resistant Oh, a tear-resistant one-piece smock to wear. Hmm. So here is her. Here is her thing. Yeah, I said it. MDC is being run like a gulag. Let's go read the replies. I want to just see what people say about this. So this is this is uh, R. Kelly's lawyer talking about this. I want to see what the comics say. They have been treating him like shit since he got there. I don't care what anyone thinks he did, what he uh, thinks he did or his charges or conviction. He deserves to be treated fairly like a human being. Okay, fair enough. He's a better human than all these people. That's why they treat him this way. The demons are angry. <laughs> oh, shit, this le level up. <laughs> Look, they got a fucking Virgo sign next to their name. You know that this person is crazy. Level up. Good, good. Uh, it's Illuminati behind this. They want, uh, they want man badly, but he refused. Ms. Jennifer, I expressed the point again that our own Irish EU Parliament was contacted over Mr. Kelly back in 2019 over the same reasons. I understand you're not aware of, uh, of this living across the UK for the exact same reasons and the risk to his life. Mr. Kelly, despite what the USA. Okay. Ms. Bojin, yes, you better keep a close eye on Robert. Don't put uh, nothing past them, people. You already know how um, how they are doing, how the are trying are doing, trying to say that he'll harm himself. Get him by himself. Keep checking on him. They are dirty, not fair at all. Free R. Kelly. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't know, right? I don't know. Is it, is it, let's free R. Kelly or is it like, um, bro? So someone brought it up. My guest brought it up last week that, you know, they do think that they're trying to possibly frame him or at least they're trying to give him the maximum because he's black. And he made a fair point because we were talking about how Ghislaine Maxwell only got 20 years, but yet this woman was serving young women up like like there were hors d'oeuvres to these rich and powerful people um for jeffrey epstein and 
you know, Bill, Bill Gates, Bill Clinton. I mean, none of this stuff can be confirmed. Obviously, the little black book never got released. We don't get to know those names. Um, but she only got 20 years for being complicit in this. And she was also in joining it. So what's weird is, is that, you know, R. Kelly did get 30 years. Yet this white woman who was like serving, you know, up all these young ladies, you know, uh, she only gets 20. So I, I don't know. I, I can see how there might be a bit of bias. I think he was tried in Chicago or, or I can't remember where she was tried. So in any case, you know, he has a point maybe. I don't know. But I, I say lock them all up. Anybody who has this much going against them. You do all the bad things for years, not thinking eventually it will catch up with you. Remember all the dark things come to light. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy. Uh, oh, please. Uh, it's plenty of real pedophiles in Hollywood who will never get charged. Ask yourself why the media haven't released Maxwell's client list. Good point. And it's true. You know what I mean? It, it is it, it is true. They, they're making a good point here. But, I mean, is it a good point? I say lock them all up. Fuck them. Keep uh, keep up the good work, Miss Bulging. <laughs> uh, and I will continue to pray for you and Mr. Robert Kelly. When you expose the mom with the text messages, the dad will always be the one that gets on his Instagram live and talk mess. All right. So going back over here, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was also being held in MDC, Brooklyn, New York, as she awaited sentencing in late June, her attorney Bobby Steinhang uh, said in the letter written to the judge, Allison Nathan, that they would be, would be seeking to delay the sentence. Okay, so <clears throat> look, look, Hooters. So long, Hooters. We'll miss you. What happened to Hooters? Um, let's see, they cannot shower or shave and are sometimes not afforded toilet paper. Meals are not provided with utensils, focusing, forcing inmates to eat with their hands. The document continued, they have no ability to consult with loved ones or supportive figures. And of course, they're monitored 24-7 by prison officials. Ironically, individuals on suicide watch don't even receive psychiatric care. Since his sentence, R. Kelly has seen a doctor from the prison psychology department once a day, court documents say. Maxwell's accomplice uh, and former partner Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in a Manhattan jail cell in 2019 while awaiting trial for sex trafficking charges. He had been taken off suicide watch days before he died. While Kelly is currently being held in New York, he is due to be transferred to Chicago prison as he goes on trial in federal court for further charges of child pornography and obstruction in August. Earth, earth. So there you go. Um, R. Kelly. So I thought it would be, uh, I thought it'd be fun to go a little bit further with R. Kelly and, and just sort of see what's going on here. Um, there's a whole timeline. Okay. I need to get rid of all this shit. Get all this stuff out of here. Yeah, here. Eat with pride. Poor side drive. Poor side drive. Poor side drive. Okay. Um, so I pulled up a timeline. Where's my timeline at? Damn it.
there it is. All right, so we'll see how far we get. But this is sort of a breakdown of all the things that were alleged against him. And I thought that, you know, if we're going to sit here and judge this guy, we should at least know what's going on. So let's get into this. December was the craziness with Aaliyah. Vibe magazine reports on a forged Illinois marriage license. It's forged. Jesus Christ. Uh, it was a forged marriage license from August 1994. Oof. There was a marriage certificate that said he'd married her when she was 18 and he was 27, except she was 15, and that was in all the press surrounding the debut album that he had written and produced for her, which he called Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. I don't know about that, Mr. Kelly. All right, let's see. don't give me. She was working with the singer since she was 12. Oof. Everybody seems to think that y'all are either girlfriend or boyfriend or cousins. No, we're not related at, at all. all. No, all we're right. not. We're just very close. He's my best friend. Yeah, cool. Now, who found her in the whole wide world? Two months later, the marriage is annulled under pressure from her parents. So what's interesting is that her, that her parents were just letting this happen in the first place. That's weird. <laughs> Kelly pays her a normal, a nominal $100 to never press charges. Jesus, that's it? Neither publicity confirmed the marriage before Aaliyah's untimely death in 2001. Neither publicly confirmed. Neither publicly confirmed the marriage before Aaliyah's death. So they just they went in, got it annulled, and that was it. So 1990. What time was it? Kelly pays $250,000 to Tiffany Hawkins. Oh Jesus, who's Tiffany Hawkins? who alleges the singer engaged in a three-year sexual relationship with her. Oh, my God. 19, in 1991, when she was 15. Uh, there were whispers throughout the music community throughout Chicago, the black, and, the black communities of the South and West Sides, that Kelly would often cruise high schools and the Rock and Roll McDonald's and the Evergreen Plaza shopping mall. 2001. Hold on. What did that say? Uh, Kelly once again settles out of court with Tracy, a former Epic Records intern. Who accused him of beginning uh, a sexual relationship when she was 17. February 2002. As Kelly prepares to perform at the Winter Olympics... The Chicago Sun-Times reports on a video sent to them. Oh, this must be the P video. Allegedly showing Kelly engaging in sex with an underage girl. And urinating on an underage girl. So this is the... So this is what's so crazy is that 
when all this was going on, Dave Chappelle was making fun of it. Drip, drip, drip. Pee on you. I'm going to pee on you. You know, like this. And that was happening right at the same time. So what's fucking nuts is that. He's a monster. He publicly told everybody, it doesn't matter. I already did it. And I'm already the goat. So no matter what you think of me, you can never revoke my goat status. So fuck R. Kelly. Damn, Ray Mystique coming for coming for R. Kelly. He basically was like, I don't care what I did, I make bangers, and you can't take that away from me. That's sort of like that's sort of like even if Michael Jackson did it, he no, didn't do it. Oh, nigga, no, that's different. Is it different? That's very different. Michael Jackson was never out there. Ha ha ha, I'm Michael, I'm the goat. First of all, he was humble. Second of all, R. Kelly didn't grow up famous from birth. Anyways. Sorry, we could go about this all day. Don't you ever, don't you ever, I dare you to go into the Shade Room comments comparing Michael Jackson to R. Kelly. They'll eat you up. I don't care. I'm not going to go in there and do any you of that. You would never do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just, I'm just talking shit. I'm just talking shit right now. Uh, well, there's a lot of people who are backing R. Kelly. We just read a bunch of comments and be like, free R. Kelly. Well, those people probably pee on little girls, too. <gasps> okay, I'm out of here. My God, I can't believe she just said that. The girl's aunt identifies her niece saying she would have been 14 at the time. Oh, fudge. While Kelly, while Kelly publicly denies he he is the man in the video. I'm not the man in the video, baby. April 2002, Kelly pays an undisclosed amount to Patrice Jones. Who claims the singer impregnated her when she was 16. Who claims the singer forced her to have... An abortion, which I think in the state of Illinois, that's outlawed now. Is that true? Uh, laws of abortion, it is legal still. So it is still legal in Illinois, so... May 2002. Damn, this is a month later. Jesus Christ. Kelly again settles out of court with a woman who accuses the singer of filming her during sex without her knowledge or consent. Many people will assume that means you were guilty. Why'd you settle? Time, I had a lot of good things in my life going on musically. This is just not a good time to go to court over something like that. It wasn't a good time. So if you settle, it'd be better. June 2002. Fuck, bro. This is a month later. Kelly is in, indicted in Chicago on 21 counts of making child pornography. Jesus Christ. Involving intercourse. Oof. This is getting cringy for sure. Involving urination and other sexual, he he's, he is a whole monster, uh, and other sexual acts. Days later, the singer is arrested by Miami police on the Chicago warrant. 
And images of Kelly having sex with an underage girl are found in his home. Do people not know this? Are people not? All the people were like, they're just trying to put a good man in jail. Trying to keep the black man down. Like, is this, did they not, uh, is this all lies? Is everything just a lie? Every time uh, someone of, of color or uh, someone of uh, uh, that, that's in the LGBTQ community is just everybody's just trying to come for them because they're in a marginalized position in life or a marginalized status, which marginalized is not a great word, but still. Kelly is charged in Florida with 12 counts of child pornography. What the fuck? We've been hearing about his crime since... I know. That's what I'm saying. Again, fucking uh, Dave Chappelle in 2002. In 2002 was making a video about him peeing on people. It's crazy. Which are dropped when the rules... When the judge rules... So the 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 indictment was dropped when the, a judge rules there was insufficient evidence for the search. Oof, that's what money gets you. 2006. So at least there's a few years in between. I mean, that was just month after month after month. For fuck's sake. Kelly's brother, Carrie Kelly, alleges the singer offered... To pay him $50,000 to lie and say he was the man in the video. Oh, Jesus. To give him a record deal to lie, uh, then say he was the man. So they were going to, he was going to pay him $50,000 and a record deal. People love him. May 2008. has been long enough. We want no more delays. We want him prosecuted now. Kelly's trial on 14 counts of child pornography for, begins in 2008. Damn. Generating a media frenzy. I love R. Kelly and I know he didn't do it. I know that's not him. They just want to bring him down and kill his image. We want him in jail. There's a tape of him urinating and having sex with a young girl. The jury finds Kelly not guilty on all counts. Look, he was... He was found not guilty, though. Citing an inability to verify the victim's age and identity. Oof. Citing the refusal of the alleged victim and her family to testify. Oof. Yes, he was acquitted. But the jurors who saw that video were horrified. It is the most disgusting and horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. Kelly sits down for an interview with BET after the, his acquittal. Do you like teenage girls? When you say teenage, how are we talking? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Wrong answer, R. Kelly. That's, that's not... <laughs> That's not the right answer, R. Kelly. That's not the right answer, R. Kelly. That is not the right answer. Your ass should have been like, no. No, I don't. 
girls who are teenagers. Did you see his face? Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on. He was like in disbelief on what he had just heard. Hold on. Let's watch that again. Girls. When you say teenage, how are we talking? Girls. <laughs> He's like, uh, girls who are teenagers. <laughs> who are teenagers. 19? 19 and younger. I have some 19-year-old friends. Got a new album coming out. Yeah, what's it called? Black Panties. Black Panties, 2017. BuzzFeed publishes an explosive expose. Detailing claims that Kelly is holding a group of women against their will. Oh, Jesus. Parents told police their daughter is being held against her will in R. Kelly cult. As the R&B legend tours the country this summer, parents have told police that R. Kelly is keeping women against their will in an abusive cult that's tearing families apart. Three former members of Kelly's inner circle told BuzzFeed News similar stories. Oh, Jesus. What's this video? Hold on. I'll get this. Detailing accusations that he's running a sex cult. Some of the women release a video denying the claims. 2017, 24-year-old Geronda Pace breaks the non-disclosure agreement. Telling BuzzFeed she was 15 when she met R. Kelly. Outside the courtroom where he was on trial for pornography. And that she was later pressured into a sexual relationship with she the singer. trains you to please him sexually. Went out there to his tour bus and you have him naked and you have her naked. And he told me to look at her and he said she's going to teach you everything you need to know. 2019. Black girls matter! Black girls matter! Surviving R. Kelly. Documentary features several of Kelly's accusers premieres. I can't get it out of my mind what I saw and what happened. So I want to send a message to anyone who believes she was a victim of R. Kelly's. Victims should not be ashamed. 48 women cannot be lying. Uh, women that I've talked to for 19 years of reporting across the country, separated by decades, telling the same story, who have never met each other, cannot all be lying. Yo, same shit happened with Bill Cosby, right? There was like 70 women. 70 women just got together and was like, let's all corroborate on the same story. 40 women got together and children got together and corroborated with the same shit. Two weeks later, Kelly's label drops him and scheduled concerts are canceled. February 2019, a 40-minute video allegedly, allegedly showing Kelly assaulting a minor is turned over to the police. Weeks later, the singer is charged with 10 counts of aggregated criminal sexual abuse. And later with 11 counts of sexual abuse and sexual assault of a minor between 13 and 16, Kelly pleads not guilty. Of course he does. 
March 2019. What is it you're hearing that disturb you most? Got little girls trapped in the basement, handcuffing people, starving people. I have a harem, uh, what you call it, a, um, a coat. That's your explanation? They're lying on you? Absolutely. I'm fighting for my life! July 2019, Kelly is hit with two federal indictments in Brooklyn, New York, and Illinois. Alleging, alleging an organized effort by the star to transport underage girls across state lines for illegal sex. Since this round of legal woes began, Kelly has pled not guilty to sex trafficking, to racketeering, to bribery, to coercion. This man is the worst predator in the history of popular music, an art form with a long and ignoble history of men treating women badly. August 2021, jury selection in Kelly's first uh, of several I criminal. Was a young girl, the age of 17, walking in the mall who just wanted to be someone. Unfortunately, I was preyed upon by Mr. Kelly and his enterprise. Healing is possible. I am strong. I lived it. I survived it. And now I seek justice. So now we know, now we're kind of caught up on what's going on. He was found guilty, and now he's sentenced to 30 years. Reina has dropped a... Uh... Alright, so this just happened. Look, so R. Kelly is saying that it's too late to mute or accuse him. They should have did this shit like 30 years ago. So as far as R. Kelly's concerned, the Me Too movement and the hashtag mute R. Kelly movements are way past their expiration date. And Oof. If his recent streaming numbers are of any indication, he might actually be right. So since Spotify announced this new policy and removed R. Kelly from its playlist, the singer has actually increased 100,000 plays weekly. <laughs> people are just so morbidly curious. It's like people who crane their necks or rubbernecking at a, an accident. They're just like, I gotta see it, bro since that announcement now a video recently surfaced on facebook and the singer can be heard boldly announcing that it's too late for his enemies to stifle his career and popularity here's a piece of that video yeah, i got a million motherfuckers hating me a 40 go. billion motherfuckers loving me that's right you know what i'm saying and i'm gonna tell you something i'm gonna take this musical shit and i'm gonna inject these motherfuckers with this musical beautiful motherfucking Shit. No, no, don't do that. I can't afford no more kids. No, 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 no. I got like two I am handcuffed like a lot of you motherfuckers. I'm handcuffed by my destiny. It's too late. They should have did this shit 30 years ago. It's too late. It, the music has been injected into the world. Okay? I hired my motherfucking self. <laughs> I want to propose a toast to all the strong motherfuckers in here right my now. Yes, 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 motherfuckers like you is why I still continue to do what I do. It's pretty crazy to watch a man who's been accused of dating teenagers, having quote-unquote abusive sex, grooming underage girls to become sex slaves, drugging women, and running a sex dungeon in his basement so confidently announced that he's not only still a popular artist, but that he's an underdog who's fighting the good fight. Do you like... No, we teenage saw. girls. When you say teenage, how are we talking? Girls who are teenagers. So that. where are those extra streams coming from? Your guess is as good as mine. But let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. And make sure to like the video if you like. So here's R. Kelly. 
you know, just boldly and not even giving a fuck. He literally doesn't care. The answer is always no, Kelly. Yeah, I agree. Um, so there, you know, there's different interviews that I have pulled up here. Um, but his last interview he did, um, Access Live did a uh, a body language breakdown of it, and I and I thought it was pretty interesting. So let's get through some of this. It was disturbing. That was just the beginning. Welcome to Access Live. Natalie's on assignment for the Today Show. Here we go. Here we go. We saw R. Kelly talking about how he doesn't have the money for child support. Well, he was taken into custody yesterday and remains in jail for failing to pay more than $160,000 in child support. Well, it's the second time in just two weeks that he's been behind bars. But today what we're going to do is we're going to bring in right now, everybody's talking about this. Uh, James Safechuck and Wade Riley, I'm told. When he's good, he's hot machine or something in Las Vegas where you don't know it's R. Kelly's. He continued to go off about his ex-wife. 13 years being married. I flew in on a helicopter. Who the fuck is he talking to? It's like Amber Heard when she was talking to the jury. Yeah, yeah. I flew in on a helicopter. Yes. Yes. Can somebody get us some tissue? I don't want no tissue. I'm going to leave. Look, man, look. I believe I can fly. I'm telling y'all. I flew in on a helicopter with a damn puppy and I... Why isn't he making eye contact with her? Proposed to Drill, whom I was in love with, and told her, hey, look, I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. We got married. Okay? We had three beautiful kids. Not once have I ever had a domestic violence call at the house and all this, that, and the other. It never happened. R. Kelly talking about his ex-wife there. Just looking at his body language alone, looking around the room, his demeanor, what do you make of that? Well, first of all, when people are lying, they aren't looking someone in the eye. Mm. And so to me, that's a strong sign of deception. The go. other thing that we're seeing, and we see this a few times when he's being interviewed, is he's shaking his head no when he's talking, which says, don't believe me, don't believe him. No, this is old. This is old, Robbie. With the latest news is that he's on suicide watch and that he's locked up with Ghislaine Maxwell, not in the same cell. Uh, he's on suicide watch and he's going to try to sue the prison because it's like the gulags. So, but that's the latest we're hearing from him besides 30 year sentence, which everybody knows that by now. I'm what I'm saying. Really? And the last thing that I really see in this clip is this is a guy who's scared. He's literally pleading for his life. If you could imagine and what's someone up, Robbie? who had a firing squad in front of them and they'd be on their knees and their arms would be flailing and they'd be saying, please, please. And he doesn't want the tissue because he doesn't want to stop the flow of tears. He wants us to, to see. To believe that these tears are real if yes. I wipe them away. Yes. And I, I, it also seemed like he was maybe trying to figure out what he was going to say next. A hundred percent. You can see him searching. When a person starts to look back, yeah. they're searching in the back of their mind. And part of what we're seeing, I think this is a combination of real tears for himself. Mm. He's sad that he thinks he's actually in trouble now. Yeah. And then I also think it's manipulative tears for the audience. Like, don't give me a tissue because I need to keep putting on my show. And yeah. what about only talking about the positive? He's talking about with the helicopter and, yes. the, puppy. and the puppy. I call that R. Kelly's highlight reel. 
he has to go back 20 years to come up with something nice he's done with his ex-wife. Yeah. So he can say, I did great stuff, and she made a choice to be with me, so this can't be true. <laughs> All right, well, uh, the highlight ex-wife, Andrea, tells a, a pretty different... The highlight reel, that's hilarious. Um... Uh, he is always going to say that with a long... Yeah, of course he is. Uh, he just wants anything to distract and to try to get the best uh, get the best life in there possible, uh, which is out of Gen Pop. Hope you're having a good fourth. Yeah, Robbie, happy fourth, buddy. I am high as fuck and have not smoked in hours. Uh, altitude sickness is crazy beast. <laughs> Where y'all at? If you don't mind sharing story of their marriage in the Lifetime docuseries Surviving R. Kelly. She described a pretty tumultuous relationship. In the documentary, she says she went to the National Domestic Violence Hotline and on the list of Damn. 17 questions about abuse, she claims there were only two that R. Kelly hadn't done to her. Here's when Gail asked her about that. Is Andrea not telling the truth when she said she was abused by you? Is she not telling the truth? Absolutely. She's not telling the truth. I love her to death. I have, no, I have nothing against her still. That is my oh, okay. kid's mother. She's making if that up. You why? Notice one thing. Why is you... she making that up, Rob? Damn, Colorado. I love Colorado. Um, I know what you're talking about, though. I remember I was climbing up the stairs in Utah when I was driving across country once, and I stayed in this resort high in the mountains. Uh, and I was climbing up the stairs, and I'm just like, ugh, it's killing me. It does fuck you up. I'm not disrespecting her by saying she's not telling the truth. I'm just being honest. Somebody sent me something on my phone and it said that I hogtied her. I don't know how to hogtie people. What would I hogtie? My kids is listening to this. All of this nonsense. Well, I'm not hogtied. I spend no time with them. This is real. This is not a lie. What kind of woman would tear down a dad? Who's trying to have a relationship with their kids? You know how many kids need a relationship with their father? What is your relationship with your oh children? Oh my God. What is your relationship with your children? Zero. Zero. But I know my kids love me. And I'm in love with my kids. I love my kids. Mm, he loves Stacey, his I'm the word to begin on this clip. Maybe we okay. start with the tie loosening. He's having a hard time sitting in his own skin. It's really hard to be him today. And so that's part of why you're seeing that kind of movement. Uh, the other thing I want to point out is, that, is the, how he's kind of hiding. He is, he, what, what he's trying to say to us is, I don't want you to look at me right now. Because he is upset. He really truly does believe that he's in trouble. He, he's not saying, I don't want you to look at me in a way of like, I'm a bad man. He's saying, I don't want you to look at me because I'm a mess right now. And this is not how we typically see our Kelly, no. right? This is a guy I've who never walks seen with him confidence. Like this. Right. This is a man who really thinks he's in trouble. And as I said earlier, he's pleading for his life. And there's a lot of that in this well, clip. Andrew, in the, in he is pleading for his life. But we all know where that ended up. Uh, we are a mile up, and my mom and I are both feeling it. But everyone else is, seems okay. Crazy how it affects more than others. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of family out here. Sadly, some family lost their houses, so they are happy to see family. Oh, my God. They lost their houses? Like, to a natural disaster? Or, like, the banks? 
In the, the, the documentary that you, that you also worked on, she talked about the 17 questions, and some of the questions are, are pretty, I mean, it, it's pretty intense. It, it's, does, does, are you insulted, demeaned, or embarrassed uh, and receive put-downs? Uh, does he look at you or act like, does he look at you or act in ways that scare you, stop you from seeing your friends or family members, make all the decisions without your input or consideration Fires. or oh, needs, that sucks, destroy man. your property or threaten to kill your pets? I mean, the, the things that are on this list are pretty clear signs of you being in an abusive relationship. And a lot of control, yes, but part of what we see. Oh, I see, in Louisville, which is where the fires were last year, I had a trip planned here two years ago. Oh, I see. I was thinking Cal in California, but that happened in Louisville? That's crazy. In people who are narcissistic like this, I haven't met R. Kelly, but I believe he's narcissistic, he's sociopathic, is they believe their own tale. And he's had people around him supporting him, who have helped him, who have, who have been complicit in really making these women be abused. Yeah. And so that sort of feeds the beast of what I am doing is okay because I'm me. And I love these people and I also buy them nice gifts. And they love me back, right? Yes. Uh, Gail also talked to two, the two women who live with R. Kelly at his Chicago home, 23-year-old Joyce Lynn Savage and 21-year-old Asriel Clary. Which this they tearfully interview. spoke out in his defense, actually. What is your relationship, both of you, with, with, with R. Kelly? We're with him. That's yeah, our relationship. We're with him. Yeah, we that's what it him. is. Look at him. We're in a relationship with him. Right. You just said it. Uh -huh. A very strong relationship as both well. Both of you. Yes, yes, most definitely. You know, how do we say this without being inappropriate? Is this a three-way relationship, or do you each have a separate Watch. relationship Watch with this him? Reaction. How does this work? Well, both I'm of curious. those. Yeah, both we both have our individual relationships with him, and right. we all are family all together. We have our moments where we sit and watch movies all together. We no, go to amusement not. parks all together. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about Azrael going to movies and sitting watching, uh, going to parks. I'm talking about is it a, is it a three-way sexual relationship? Sexually, well, first of all, I'm not here to talk about my personal life, okay. and I would never share with no one what I do in or outside of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, I'm sure you would not either. Yes. No, I wouldn't. But I. But, okay then. But, so, no, yeah. no, you're next right. question. No, you're right. I would <laughs> next not, question. this is a very different circumstance. It's not a different circumstance. A there question. are people all over the world who have multiple girlfriends. That's it's true. no different. That's Do true. both of you all believe you're in love with him? Of Absolutely. Of course. Yes. Absolutely. Of course. Hey, what's up, uh, Cavion? Uh, is it wrong to still listen to music with R. Kelly and it knowing that he did? Uh, nah. I don't I don't care. I mean, I personally don't go on my way to stream his music because that, that that money's going somewhere. We had a guest on on Friday who was like, you know, this could be the work of the record companies because they want to take control over his his uh, his his catalog and because that money's going somewhere and he's he he's probably getting a piece of it. So I personally don't stream his music, but if that shit comes up at the at if that shit comes on the radio. If that shit comes on at the at the party, I'm gonna step in the name of love, son. I'm gonna I, I believe I can fly, all right? I ain't I ain't fucking around. So me personally, I don't go out of my way to stream his music because I don't want to support him, protest with the dollar, I guess. But if it if it comes on, you know, I'm gonna be fucking bounce, 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 bounce. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, 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 I uh, you know, I, I like R. Kelly. He's good.
He's good, but I, I'm not going to go and play his music or buy any of his records or, or anything like that. But, yeah, I'll dance. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it's at the wedding, you know, what are you going to do? We're like, I'm sitting this one out, guys. You guys are disgusting. I don't care if this is your 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 wedding. You guys are gross. <laughs> I'm sitting this one out, y'all. There's so many movies, music, and things out there. Should I stop all forms of entertainment if the entertainer does? Yeah, I was just saying this the other day, too. Uh, it's like, are we going to stop watching Quentin Tarantino movies because Harvey Weinstein produced them? You know, his first nine movies or whatever, or his first ten? Are we going to stop, you know, are we going to stop eating Jello because fucking Bill Cosby endorsed them at one time? How about this? How about the fact that uh, the singer uh, Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers in his uh, in his own autobiography said he had uh, multiple uh, relationships with underage models. Are we going to stop listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Maybe. I, I mean, the, the, it goes back, man. It goes back. Are we going to stop listening and enjoying art by everybody who was ever associated with a bad person that ever made anything? Roman Polanski. Look at that guy. was gross. <laughs> but he made some crazy movies. Rosemary's Baby is a classic, right? Are we going to take that off the shelves? We're going to not stream that anywhere? Give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I like the, I like, uh, I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. True. Also, if we go back in history, there's a lot of people we called heroes who did horrible things. Absolutely, there is. Absolutely, there is. Tons of people. Tons of people. It's like, are we now never going to appreciate that? I mean, like Led Zeppelin. I don't know. Uh, they, they've done horrible things with underage girls. I fucking, you know, I still, I still love communication breakdown. Stairway to Heaven, even though it's allegedly stolen, still a badass song. I mean, just historically, you're right. There's just been so many great, I mean, the way that the people talk about Genghis Khan or Genghis, however you want to say it. You know, they right now Genghis Khan is looked at as a great conqueror, right? He he had the biggest empire in history at one time, um, but he also was a brutalizing fucking conqueror. Like that dude built mountains out of the bones of his of his enemies. You know, like of, of innocence, children, women, completely just d d disgraced and and murdered in front of their family. You know, like it's just. The horrors that 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 Genghis Khan put upon people, but now people study him because they are like, "Hey, he was a great warrior and conqueror." You know, maybe there's something we can learn from this guy. Uh, is it time? You know, like in 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 400 years, are we going to look back and on Adolf Hitler and be like, you know, he had uh, he he was a great conqueror. He had uh, he had. You know, maybe his motives were fucked up or maybe his motives will be completely eradicated and we'll be like, well, we'll be studying Hitler because of what he was, uh, what he accomplished. You know, what he, he I mean, because he did accomplish a lot 
as a as a conqueror, even though he was completely mad and 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 just horrible. But it's just that span of time that we uh, that we put between us. There's this wall of time between us and what they actually did and who these men were. Also, um, true. Also, in the past, people marrying children was a lot more common. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis, he married his 13-year-old cousin. Great balls of fire. <laughs> yeah, 13-year-olds, I mean, that was just the way it went. As soon as, they, as soon as they got their moon blood, right? As soon as their moon blood passes, we shall offer her up. The first virgin of the family. Right? As soon as they, as soon as they're able to have have children, it was like off you go. We're gonna we're gonna marry you off to this guy because it's gonna financially work out for the family really well. Twelve year old, <laughs> get out there and make your family proud. So yeah, there's a lot of different. There's a, I mean, there's so many examples in history of just what we look at now as terrible then was, you know, acceptable. I've actually had somebody who I was close to use that as like, you know, this happened all the time because he got with his like 14 year old babysitter and he was like 30 and like he always likes young, young, young girls. And, um, you know, he's a great guitarist, but he at the end of the day, he was a piece of shit. So I, I don't. But but like you can't make that argument now. It's this is that that argument is long past. You know the days of taking child brides is, is over. That's not how it works now. But in, in 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 actually not even in different times, right? It's not even different times. There's other countries now that that are still doing that. It's not even just in America. You know, like when you think about it, like right now in different countries, it's very acceptable to do that shit. So it's, it's just about perspective and where you're from and what you've been through, I guess. Because in some countries, that's just, that's every day, baby. Just not in our culture, right? And, and don't be judging other cultures now. I will cancel your ass. Kavion. <laughs> in any case, yeah. It's a it's it's a weird world. It's a weird world. But I mean personally, I don't see there's nothing there's nothing sexually attractive to me. I mean even like 18-year-old girls, like I don't know, I don't know. I'm an old guy now. I'm older, I guess. I, when I see like 17 and 18-year-olds, like that does nothing for me. That's like they look like children. They look like children, and I just don't have that in me. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, there's there's young women who can develop early, and they can look older than who they are. So I'm not saying that um, it's a uh, you know that there aren't people who can get past the 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 my visual barriers because I'm sure there's tons of girls on on Instagram who are like 16, 17 who have big old booties, and I'm just like, it's a nice butt. <laughs> That's a nice butt. Robbie, you want to go through TikTok? <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. Uh, what is the TikTok love redeem? I was going through them, but on mobile. TikTok is, um, 
is I we just go through TikTok. We just go through my algorithm. We just start going through it. I kind of want to see this, but I'm not sure I have. Uh, we could do that. We could do that. Uh, okay, so we'll come back to R. Kelly, and we'll come back to the body language stuff. And if you're listening on audio, y'all, we're about to get TikTok-y, so bear with us. We're gonna we'll we'll give it a little bit of TikTok. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because the TikTok algorithm doesn't lie. <laughs> Let's see what this is. Birthday, Chloe. Be me. Growing up, had an abusive family. Mother and father took out anger on me and my younger sister. Sister ran away from home at 13. Family gets worse. Physical abuse starts. I run away at 16. Two weeks after my sister. Family never went looking for me. Start to ride the rails. Hop train after train. Almost get caught once or twice. Make it to a large city far away from home. Search for work. Hard to find. Eventually find work in a restaurant. Owner didn't give a crap about resume or anything and paid me under the table. Slept in homeless right, shelters. Boring. Number one, the pilot episode of South Park, Cartman gets an anal probe, was animated almost entirely using paper cutouts in stop motion. Knew the it. series had not yet been picked up, so Trey Parker and Matt Stone did not have the budget to animate it animated digitally. It is the only episode in the series to not be animated using computers. Number two, during development, the creators of South Park were brainstorming how to get away oh, this with is Creating a modern day Archie complete with misogynistic views and racism. So, what did they do? They made him eight years old and named him Cartman. Great, you guys. I'm going home. Number three. It currently takes the team six days to complete an episode. Employees generally work 100 to 120. Oh, yeah, that is what time. we do. Number You're four. right. I don't Classic think it's Green Tech Sunday. Robbie, I don't Happy think. Happy birthday, Chloe. I don't think I've. Me, I don't think we've done up, this. Had an abuse. I think we've only done this once before. So I think you're right. I think that's how it works. Now this is gonna be weird. Oh, Mayor, show the video right here. He said, "Thank you, fuck Clarence Thomas." When I talk about having righteous leadership, it's not because I'm pro this living in a theocracy. Like the disrespect here is next level. You're talking about F you to a Supreme Court justice. Why? Because he thinks differently than you. And what's interesting is that all these people are like, you know, pro black life. They're pro people of color until the person of color says the wrong thing. Pro Latinos and all this stuff. But then Myra Flores comes in in Texas and people are like, nah, nah, we don't mess with that because she, she thinks differently. So you're not actually pro people of color. You're pro people of color that think like you. And if they don't think like you then you're like nah and you have people on twitter who are calling him the n-word calling him a coon uncle tom these people are white too they're allies they're they're all inclusive everybody's welcome here except anybody who doesn't think like me if you're gonna be pro people of color if you're gonna be an ally or a not or an anti-racist but then somebody comes along who happens to be a person of color and you don't like what they have to say and you get mad and call them the n-word bro that is sus we had the chicago so yeah, this I mean I like this video because it it it, it, it talks about the hypocrisy of of Walt culture. Um, you know I you know I think it it is important for people to take a moment and step back and be mindful of what they're saying and how they're presenting themselves. So there is some good positive there is positive aspects to Walt culture, but and then it goes to the point where it's like we can't even have a conversation. Even if you're black, you're a white supremacist. That that shit is ridiculous. It's just gotten out of point. It's gotten to that point where you can't disagree with somebody. And if you do, I was just in this Facebook argument. I wasn't in the argument. I just said something in response. And and this girl, my friend, he wrote on his um, on his post. He said, 
uh, this Fourth of July, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be proud of being American and be grateful for what we have and blah blah blah. So it was a very simple statement, but so many people hated on him for saying that. It was like this is bullshit, you know, like fuck America. And these are Americans who are shitting on their own country. And it's like I I understand that America has some problems, uh, and we, we like there's some bullshit going on right now, but it, it's still a place where we technically can change those things if we come together and make a decision to do that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I see it now. It's supposed to be the ones you liked the last week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hate that when um, I hate, I now have to root for the commanders. I think sometimes this stuff goes too far. It's really stupid. It's really stupid. I, I mean, I don't agree with this whole thing that SCOTUS did uh, with abortion and stuff. But, you know, we have the chance, we have the ability to get this stuff changed. If we, the, You know, here's the thing. The people that I voted for, the people the majority of this country voted for, it, couldn't get it done, and they had the supermajority over the House and the Senate and the President, and they still couldn't codify this. So what does that tell you? That means that they didn't want to. They haven't wanted to. And this is not the second time. Obama had this too. Obama had a chance too. And I voted for Obama too. I voted for fucking Brandon. I voted for Obama. I've been a hardcore Democrat. And they still fucking failed to get this shit through. So if they really wanted to make change, they would have. So I get it from both sides. I am happy we still have freedoms. Don't hate the country. But you feel... We can do better and at least excited about America on the 4th than I have been in a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to be in America. I'm happy that that uh, I, I get the freedoms I get. I, I'm, I'm happy that I get the freedom to say, fuck Joe Biden. And I'm not going to go be taken off to the gulags, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so this girl, this one girl gets in there and was just like, you know, like, you should watch what you're saying because not, you know, that that's offensive what you're saying. And and she's like, I could name some stuff about you that's fucked up. And, and this dude is a white dude who plays bass in a reggae band. And she was like, you appropriate reggae music. You appropriate different people, cultures, music. So that's you being a white supremacist. And I'm just like, this person is fucking wild. And so... I, I responded in a way I was like, listen, you, you call you saying all this shit about privilege, but you are privileged enough to have the time and the resources to sit here and shit on people on Facebook. That is so much privilege. You have white woman privilege right now, you know, like you, you, you like there's places. And I was like, you know, I wasn't I told her I wasn't I'm, I'm not sure if you know this, but there's other countries where women get fucking horribly treated and if they were to say anything in in disagreement with a guy they get fucked up you know like there's just horrible atrocities out there that other countries place on their own citizens and it's like the fact that you have the privilege to sit here and the time the time because it was a long post it was very long so i'm just like the fact that you have the privilege to write all that shit out that's you gotta understand that's 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 something else, you know, that, that's something to be grateful for and that you're not fucking, you know, stoned to death. You're not buried up to your head and the whole village comes out and just throws rocks at you until you're dead. Anyways, let's move on. Oh, this is a uh, tell the hazard, uh, tell the zard. 
That's loud. Sorry, everybody. Alright. 90% of American inmates are men, 75% of which grew up without a father. 63% of youth suicides come from fatherless homes, which means you are five times more likely to kill yourself if you are growing up without a dad. 90% of all homeless runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of children who grow up with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. We are 20 times more likely to have a behavioral disorder if we grew up without a father figure. 80% of all rapists come from fatherless homes. We are 40 14 times more likely to rape somebody if we grew up without a dad. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. We are nine times more likely to drop out of school if we don't have a father figure at home. Malachi chapter 4, verse 6, his preaching. Okay, now, now we're talking about the Bible, and there's probably some DMCA thing. Let's see, did R. Kelly have a father? Uh, father of Al Car R. Kelly victim tells BNC that daughter that daughter may never what? Welcome back to BNC, everyone. Another accuser took the stand in the trial against R&B singer R. Kelly. <laughs> no, BNC's but we'll go Astrid look that Martinez up. Joins us now live from Brooklyn with more. Good afternoon, Astrid. Good afternoon. On this 10th day of federal court, we are picking up testimony with a witness who took the stand yesterday afternoon using only her first name. Now, Faith testified that when she met R. Kelly, she was not a fan, but eventually she fell for the singer. She said shortly after she flew out to see him and they started a physical relationship where she said she ended up contracted a sexually transmitted disease from yeah. the singer. Now, earlier in the trial, the jury heard Kelly's personal physician describe... Father of R. Kelly victim. Okay, that's father of R. Kelly victim. R. Kelly's mother and father. Five fast facts you need to know. Uh, R. Kelly's mo mother, jo Joanne Kelly, died in 1993 of cancer. The, uh, the identity the of Kelly's father has been unknown. Oh, the identity. Okay. The identify... Okay, you can tell that this is a very uh, uh, reputable source because right in the second sentence they have a typo. Uh, the identity. Of, so, R. Kelly grew up without a father. R. Kelly grew up without a father, y'all. So this last video we just watched where they're talking about all the ramifications of things that happen when a father is not present in the house. You know, I'm all for single mothers. I'm, you know, I know if I got single mothers in my family, you do a fantastic job. But, you know, I, I it, the, the data's out there, two-parent household. See, what sucks is that just because we say these things and I say this, like, that, that automatically lumps me into it as, like, a right-leaning conservative. It's like... <clears throat> If I don't say like go 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 bitch and like you can do it you don't need a man if I if I say all that stuff then I then all of a sudden I'm some right leaning asshole but it's not I'm like so liberal and like if you can do it on your own I mean sometimes women have to be there and have to be there for their children and by themselves because the dad is an asshole now, is it their responsibility to procreate with somebody uh, that better? I would say that adults should be adults. And, but again, some ladies are young. They, they meet up with a dude when they're young and, and they don't know better. And they get sweeped, swooped up into a situation and, and they get used and tossed aside. And that's fucked up. But 
in this country, 18 is the legal age. And if you're 18 and you're having consensual legal sex with somebody and you get pregnant, it's a responsibility, you know, to take care of it. And I'm not saying that, fucking, again, I'm not shitting on single mothers, but I see the point where, you know, we do have to take some individual responsibility on who we procreate with. Like, I was very lucky that I procreated with a woman that is amazing and who's a wonderful mother, you know? But it was only after a long time of dating, courting, and getting to know her. We, we, you know, we lived with each other before we got married. And, you know, we were married for a few years before we had a baby. So, you know, it, it, not saying I'm, I'm, that's the only one way to do these things, but, it, it, you know, in, we, we did the responsible thing, even if our baby was a surprise. Been watching a lot of Wake the Beast, Keep Fathers in the House. Yo, wait, <laughs> I love the Beast. I, I got to get him back on the show. Yeah, just Google R. Kelly, I will. Or sometimes the dad dies, then, yeah, of course. And then the dad doesn't die. The dad dies, and that's that's what happens. And, and that's nobody's fault, right? Nobody's fault there. Um, yeah, and again, I'm not shitting on single mothers. I got single mothers in my family who did a fantastic job. And I'm not, you know, I'm not hating. I'm not hating at all. Yo, Beast is a shit, though. I love Beast. Um, let's see. R. Kelly had a crush on his mom. R. Kelly admits to having a crush on his mom. Is this a video? Do we get to see a video? Oh, shit. What's up? What's up, video? She would get us a Danish. It's all we could afford is a Danish and a cup of coffee. And we would split the Danish and a cup of coffee. She wore this cheap lipstick. And she would um, put three creams and six sugars in the coffee. And uh, she would stir it up. She would open the Danish, split it with a little plastic white knife. She had this cheap lipstick and she would taste the coffee to make sure it was uh, sweet enough. And she'd leave the ring of lipstick on the coffee in which she tasted coffee. He's really into this lipstick, y'all. What's up, Jonko? And I remember when she would give me mine, when I would sip from the cup, I would turn it around. And I would drink from her lipstick part because in a son mother way, I had a serious, serious crush on my mom because she could sing her butt off. And uh, I just looked up and down to her. I looked around, I looked everything about my mother. You know, I loved her. And I even asked her to marry me one day. I was like, nah, she said no. But you know what, I understood. I Did you? Did you, R. Kelly? Did you understand? I bet. Mom will go to I don't now. know if he did. Wow, that is weird. What the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Uh, Jocko Johnson, welcome in. We're just uh, going on a deep dive of R. Kelly just because uh, he was recently sentenced for, to 30 years in prison for uh, sex trafficking and racketeering. And we're sort of going through and, and just sort of seeing. We went through and saw like the whole list of things he's been in, uh, indicted for and all this other stuff. So it, it's a uh, it's R. Kelly deep dive day. His sister was worse, though. What? <laughs> his, his mom, uh, his mom, his mom. Uh, OK, hold on. Well, how is she worse? R. Kelly's sister. Um, 
let's just let's see, Teresa. Let's just see what's up with her. Teresa Kelly, 59, born in Bronzeville, Illinois, is a stylist, a businesswoman, and professional. Teresa Kelly is famously recognized for being the sister of R. Kelly. He still did terrible stuff, though. He absolutely did. He absolutely did, and he's where he probably should be. He's locked up with Ghislaine Maxwell, y'all. <laughs> Not in the same prison cell, but in the same prison. They're in the same fucking prison. Uh, let's le- read up on on his sister a little bit. Teresa R. Kelly is a celebrated singer, so we know who that is. Teresa is gaining news headlines, and folks are searching a lot about her because of her his her his of his brother. What? According to the reports, R. Kelly is one who got charged for sex crime, child pornography, human trafficking, racketeering, and obstruction of justice. And on September 27, twenty twenty one, the result came up as guilty. We know that Teresa Kelly brother Teresa Kelly brother of R. Kelly. Wait a second, did she get a sex change? Uh, was found guilty of child pornography, human trafficking. Teresa Kelly was... Wait a second, she was in, or he was involved? For, for, further, Robert faced a total of 22 federal cr- criminal charges. Apart from this, Teresa also molested her brother when he, she was 13 years old. To know more details about Teresa Kelly's age, biography, and sexual abuse cases, career, keep reading in the following article. Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. This is just some, like, crappy thrown-together thing that just they're probably just trying to sell ads in. Previously, she also got attention when her brother named Carrie Kelly. Um, so, wait. Okay, so they were just, they just got it wrong. She's not a he. Okay, all right. (laughs) I got it. Uh, Previously, she got, uh, she uh, also got attention when her brother came, named Carrie Kelly, made allegations that Teresa molested and raped her younger brother. Uh, Carrie Kelly and R. Kelly, additionally, uh, she used to babysit them daily as their mother used to go to work. Carrie also stated that he did he that he did saw his sister after their mother's funeral and uh, okay this is not a great site this is a shitty site let's see what this video is though whoa sorry guys i am so sorry sorry guys flew all the way from chicago to atlanta to tell a very deep story just in case you don't know who this is he looks a lot different from what we've seen on the internet, this is R. Kelly's brother, Carrie Kelly. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this rather I'm really sorry about that, guys. Thank you for having me. Anytime, anytime. I mean, we started off rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but since our last interview, I mean, it was so deep. It ended up going viral. Right. Um, you broke down on camera because a lot of these things you had been holding in that happened or that you witnessed between you and your brother and what he's going through. Yeah. So allegedly, R. Kelly asked his brother to take the rap for some videos and offered him $50,000 on a record deal to, um, to to take the blame for some for a couple of the videos that came out about him. But I'm not sure if he has anything to do with any of the... Uh, the allegations or or not even allegations anymore uh, of what was going on, what R. Kelly was charged with. 
Yes. And all of these sexual assault allegations and, and cult allegations and everything. And so mm -hmm. um, I brought Carrie Kelly here to talk about the family member that R. Kelly has never mentioned, okay? Right. He's he's talked about it sometime, like he's kind of, you know, mentioned it here and there. He was molested by a family member. You and I had a conversation about two months ago, um, and you gave me the specifics on who the family member was and the details um, that kind of took place. And I just, I'm a molestation victim, so I can understand I was, I was molested by my uncle. But surprisingly, you guys were right. both. Your brother, R. Kelly, and you, he Carrie Kelly, normal. were molested by your own sister. Yes. Teresa. Yes. Damn. Okay. Can you... Uh, we can you got give a lot us to details? Because I, I want to understand, like, how old were you when this first happened? I was around six. Around six years old. Damn. Six years old. Mm -hmm. Now, how old was your sister at the time? Um, well, she's nine years older than me. She had to be about maybe 15. Jeez. 15 uh. years old. Yes. Okay. Now, is she the oldest sibling? Yes. She's the oldest. She's the oldest. Now, um, my, <coughs> and I hate to bring up my, my molestation, but my molester was an uncle, and he was my babysitter, and he was 19, and I was six. Was this Oof. the same type of uh, case? Was she your babysitter? Yes. All right, yes, Robbie. Because my mom had Have fun, man. Enjoy the mile high. School, you know, to take care of us. Um, so my sister watched us. And my mama trusted her, you know, um, and I pretty much just was even afraid to even tell my mama. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know if she was going to believe me or I didn't, I didn't know, um, how everything would change by me speaking up on it. Um, so I was afraid, I was afraid to tell her and I knew that my sister was the only one to watch us. She couldn't go to work. She couldn't go to school if my sister wasn't there to do it. <clears throat> wow. It was a catch-22 type Damn. situation. Now, Watch those fucking balances, bro. Total between no, all it's, of you. it's four of us. It's four. So yes. it's, it's three boys and one girl. Yes. Okay. And so were all of your brothers molested as well by your well, sister or I, just you I'm and R. Sure. Kelly? I'm not sure about Bruce. Um, Bruce. He won't talk about it. He, he 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 never talked about it, and then he's like maybe two years younger than her. So oh. Bruce is the second oldest. Okay, mm. so it's different. Um, so it's a little different. So it's like they neck and neck when it comes to age, pretty much. Me and Robert is the babies when it came to my sister. Now, how old Bruce. were you? And and you said you were six. How old was uh, your brother at the time? He, well, I can't. I, I see he's four years older than me. Oh. So, um, Damn. so he was ten. He was ten, somewhere around in that in that area right there. Because I I really didn't notice right away when Robert was being held in the house. Oh, so I, I can't it, you know I can't remember like when that took place. But so there you go. So he came up molested without a father. I mean, not we're not trying to make excuses for what he's done and what atrocities he's committed, but you know, to give you a little background of what's going on with this guy, R. Kelly was abused himself, and that's what the abuse, uh, uh, the abused become abusers. That definitely influences you mentally. Absolutely. I mean, again, it's not an excuse. It's not 
something that, uh, you know, but it gives you a better idea of who this person is. And that's, uh, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. And it's sad, you know, that that shit had to happen. It's not the reason, but the buildup. Yeah. If R. Kelly had a father in the household, his future might have changed according to the statistics. Right. The statistics, and the statistics are out there. Again, I'm not trying to shit on single women bringing up their kids. Uh, we do, I mean, we do need to take a little bit more responsibility in the choices we make as adults. Um, but, uh, you know, again, God bless the single mothers out there who aren't just leaving their children out to rot, right? Because what what's the alternative? You know, people make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes, but we should... We should probably, as a society, be pushing more towards keeping a family unit intact than, you know, uh, you know, uh, encouraging people to, we don't need a man, I don't need a man, I don't need anybody, I can do this myself, you know, and again, not trying to shit on anybody, I think it's great that, that that the people, that women step up and they, they do their thing. But it, it, the statistics are out there, man. That's the thing. No one wants to look at the numbers. No one wants to look at the numbers. No one wants to acknowledge the numbers exist. They only want to live their truths. <laughs> you know, they only want to live their truths. Uh, I think she had to work, though. As much. Right, exactly. Well, she had to work, and the daughter had to stay home and watch the kids. Daughter stayed home, diddled the kids. Besides that, everyone needs a mother and father figure. I agree. I agree. I, I think that's important. I grew up with both my parents. My son has both of his parents involved. And even even if, you know, me and my wife separate, I would still be deeply involved in my son's life. There's just no way I could... There's just no way that I couldn't be. I, I, I have to be a part of my son's life. He's just... He's awesome, you know? He's he's like an, an appendage of mine. I mean, he's just... I've been... I've seen him almost every day of my life since he was born, so... It's just, uh, it's my son is a very important part of my life, you know. So, like, I never could understand how people could just walk out on their children, but you know, some people are wild, wired differently. So, I want to go back to the body language expert because this was very interesting. Where the fuck did it go? Is this it? It's too late to accuse me. No more TikTok. We don't need that. Um, here it is. So this is the body language expert that's going over uh, an interview that R. Kelly did. And uh, I always find it interesting. The body language stuff is always very in- interesting to me. But that, um, analyzing body language is fascinating. I, I absolutely agree. It's not an exact science, obviously. But uh, a, lot of, a, a lot of these... Um, you know, like the CIA and FBI, they do rely on body language. They do rely, especially in interrogations. So, like, it's not an exact science, but it is something to sort of uh, get an idea of where someone's coming from, if they're being honest or if they're being disingenuous. So I, I, I find it very fascinating myself. All right, let's start, first of all, with the, girl, the young lady's outfits. What does that say? 
I think the so really the back well up a little together. bit. Oh, you're right. I would not. But this so is a very we're different backing up a little bit. They're kind of jumping from different interviews that that's been that's happened with different um, victims and with with R. Kelly himself. And these two ladies here were interviewed and they were defending R. Kelly. They're very young ladies. They're like 20 and 21 or something. And they're talking to this lady whose name I've already forgotten, but uh, she's very famous um, reporter. So uh, we'll just catch up a little bit, and uh, so you guys can be up to date where we're at. It's and not I a different circumstance. A there are people all over the world who have multiple girlfriends. It's no different. Do both of you all believe you're in love with him? Of absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Of course. Of course. All right, let's start, first of all, with the, girl, the young ladies' outfits. What does that say? I think that they were really well put together. Somebody helped them put themselves together, helped them get poised, and wanted them to look, you know, sort of official and Older. like they're well taken care of and they're wearing expensive clothing. Th did, it, did it strike you odd, the tone that they were talking oh, yes. to Gail in? She seemed to be a very... I fucking love JCS. I've watched all those videos. They're so good. And especially uh, the one with the police. In yeah, oh, yeah. I know JCS. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that channel so much. Um, he hasn't come out with one in a long-ass time. Those are so good. Those are so fucking good. And as someone who interviews people, I'm not trying to sit here and interrogate people, but it definitely helps to see how people where people are coming from and when people are getting uncomfortable when people are getting upset or when they're being deceitful or deceptive as an interviewer i uh those are things that i have to look out for those are things that i have to read so to me that's like doing research on interviewing people but on an extreme level i mean i i get it it's a personal question when you start talking about your sex life and and how you relate to your your significant other but it, did it seem odd the way that they came back at yes. her? They are super defensive and super angry, and they don't need to be if they don't have anything to hide. Yeah. And so when we see people get defensive like that so quickly, it tells me that they, they're trying to hide something. Now, here's part of what I think is sad about the clip with the... So the part that maybe some of you didn't see or we passed, and I know we got off topic here and went on a different sort of tangent, but... Um, the the ladies gail asked those two young ladies like a little bit about their sex life and they got super defensive and they were like uh he's like i'm not gonna even talk about our sex life next question you know and they were just like you know we as a woman i would never ask you or you wouldn't tell me about your sex life so they got really defensive just so you know we get it. uh you start seeing hidden social cues exactly no i've read uh, fbi books about it um, there's this one, the Body Language Institute, Janine, um, what's her name? She's awesome. She covered the Amber Heard trial and uh, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial where Amber Heard, she was breaking down Amber Heard's body language, which was very fascinating because that, that lady was very off-putting Amber Heard, I'm saying. I can't remember Janine's last name. These young women, they believe what they're saying. I'm sure they do go to amusement parks. Yeah. They do do good things with him. They do love him. And so a lot of, they're doing these emphatic body language movements, like emphasis with their hands, emphasis with their head, because they mean it. 
They feel it. It's real for them. And a lot of the lines that they were spewing are things that they have learned to say. I was going to say, this. it felt like coached to me. That's what well, I was thinking, Well, interesting, by the way, R. Kelly wasn't supposed to be in this interview. Gail was told they would not be. He comes in during the interview, stood behind them, loudly coughing so they knew he was in the room. The parents say brainwashed. Is it more control? control? Can you tell if somebody is brainwashed? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's sort of a combination. The control has made them believe something. It's a lot like what you hear happening in a cult, where they start to believe that this is what their life is and it becomes their real story because that's the story that it is for them. Mm. As far as um, part of what we're seeing with the parents and that kind of going against, um, I believe that R. Kelly has almost become their parent, so they oh, yeah. don't need their parents anymore, and that's part of why they're rejecting them. Mm. And the fact that he came in the room, I sort of want to address that. Anyone that is a parent or a boss knows if you have to step in and watch someone doing their work, you don't trust them. Right. And so he's making sure that they stay in line by being in the room. And I also think he's so scared that they're going to blow his cover. Because like I said, I think all this rage we're seeing is coming out of fear. Yeah. That he needs to make sure that they know he's there. Well, the two parents of uh, the parents of the two women uh, claim R. Kelly has brainwashed their daughters and that they have proof that this that he had sex with them underage. And that uh, here's what the women said about that. Why would they want to lie about you, their daughter? OK, so. <laughs> OK. That 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 um, uh, a lot of brainwashing seems consensual. The person acting against their will may not notice it, but it seems to me like the person has to get convinced. I didn't know that. Let me pause for a second. Yeah, no. And, and also, I, I've heard a lot of argument. There's a lot of people who are saying that should some blame be put on these parents of these victims? And, you know, especially when you think about Leah, who was he started recording her and producing for her when she was 12. And then they allegedly got married at 14 and they forged the documents. So where was Aliyah's parents in all this? You know, so a lot of people are saying like, Hey, we got to hold the parents. Uh, um, we got to hold the parents. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, man. It, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. It, it's bonkers. It's super bonkers. Um, but yeah, and here's the thing. I'm old enough to remember all this. And, um, you know, like Raina said in the chat is like we were all kids. We, our whole lives we've seen R. Kelly just get away with it, get away with it, get away with it. And only in these last few years have it all sort of culminated, you know, with the Me Too movement and, and, uh, and, and with R. Kelly getting, you know, with the Me Too movement, this really it really uh, perpetuated it into, you know, what it is now. So that's the thing. Me Too movement had was positive in the fact that it, it sort of smoked out some of these weirdos, creepers. But it, I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg. I think this shit goes deeper and deeper and deeper, you know. <sighs> Anyways. When I first met Robert, my parents told me to lie about my age. So when I met him, he thought that I was 18. On top of that, when I was 17, my parents were actually making me, trying to get me to take photos with him, take sexual videos with him, all kinds of stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Your parents encouraged you to do sexual videos yes. with R. Kelly? Yes. And they said, because 
if they ever have to blackmail him, what they're trying to do now, they can use it against him, which is exactly what they're doing. Um, Joycelyn, I see you nodding a lot with what yes. she's saying. Why are you nodding in agreement with what she's saying? Because everything that she's saying is true. Um, our parents are basically out here just to get money. Your father told a very different story <clears throat> yeah, to well, me last night. Yeah, he's, he's the manipulative. He's very manipulative, so <laughs> he's the one you need to watch out for. But uh, my dad and my mom, they started to send threats to both me and him. They said, oh, I'll put all your naked pictures all over the world. I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to ruin him. If he doesn't send $20,000 to this bank account by Monday, oh, I'm going to put everything out there and then $10,000 after that. You're trying to solicit me like I'm <laughs> Oh, I'm not. I'm your child. Exactly. Yeah, you sound very angry with your parents. Oh. Uh, you sound very angry. Hey, Morby. Welcome in. And very pained. <laughs> We're just talking about R. Kelly. Tell me, Ashwell, why you're crying. Tell me. I'm crying because you guys don't know the truth. You guys are believing the facade that our parents are saying. This is all eyes for money. And if you can't see that, you're ignorant and you're stupid. Because you want to be. All because that's the world we live in. Negativity sells. Exactly. Gossip is what sells. Exactly. Rumors are what sells. Exactly. But Jocelyn and, and Azrael, this is more than gossip. This is more than just rumors. These are decades of allegations against Robert Kelly. We're not here to talk about decades. We're here to talk about what our parents are doing right now. Right. And what they're doing right now is all for money. Right. What do you it make of that? Before we get into that, yeah, the juicy stuff, man. We we've been hitting some juice. Uh, apparently, R. Kelly has a cru had a crush on his mom. He liked to drink out of her coffee cup with the lipstick. I ain't gonna lie. It's sexy when I taste lipstick. I don't put lipstick on, but like if I'm making out with my wife and she has lipstick on, I want to taste that shit. No, I don't want to bang my mom. Also, R. Kelly was uh, sexually abused by his older sister. So, you know, didn't have a father in the home. His sister uh, probably abused him and his brothers, too. Yeah, probably. So there's the juice, Morby. Some really fucking sick shit. But hey, here we are. We're in it. <laughs> Feels like you're watching two little girls. Right? Yes, I agree Who have with no idea what is happening to them and why people are concerned about them I agree with react so, so emotionally. Right, and I believe it's because they are believing what they're saying. They are being told that their parents are asking R. Kelly for money. They're being told that their parents are doing this for financial gain and for attention. They're being told all of these things and they believe it. Part of what they've sort of described is that this is their family now. Right. And people are super loyal and protective about their family, and that's what we're seeing. However, when we do see those ladies talk, some of the time they aren't able to keep eye contact with Gail. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that they know they're lying. There's also some moments where they're sort of um, trying to defend themselves and their choices. And that's because they don't want to be looked at in a bad light. I mean, what, what do they look like if we believe, if they believe and we believe that they've been fools to this man? Right. So they're needing to sort of assert the fact that they know what they're doing, they're totally aware and everything's wonderful so that they can continue to, you know, uphold the view that pe they have of themselves, which is that they're okay. What about and also, there was no tears. There was no tears. It looked like she was really trying to push those tears out when she was crying. And you saw this with Amber Heard, too. 
Oh yeah, it's a difficult situation, Jongo. This is it's 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 a wild situation. I mean, it, it, and again, these are young women, impressionable. This is a, a extremely famous and rich man, but I can't tell who's lying. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We'll watch another interview with that same girl who was just talking, who was just fake crying, and um, we'll get a different perspective a couple years later about the anger against their parents, their parents, especially saying at 17, you, mom and dad, put me in this situation. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't know what happened in the beginning in terms of did the parent were the parents saying, oh, this could be a possible career for you. Yeah. I think that's totally possible. Are the that's parents doing up. some desperate things now trying to get their kids back? Yes. However, these are some of the moments when I saw her starting to look away and fish for information. It makes me think that she was trying to sort of remember the story, the story that she's supposed and to process. tell. What's interesting, too, is to know that Gail was on this morning uh, talking about she reached out to the camp, to R. Kelly's camp, and they said this is a great interview. They're pleased with the outcome of this interview. Does that surprise you? Well, I think it's smoke and mirrors. I think they're pleased with the girls. Mm. But I certainly can imagine that they didn't think that R. Kelly was going to be as uh, outrageous as he was. Unhinged. And so the, if they tell us that they're pleased with it, then the people that are following him will believe it. It felt like he was talking to potential juror, jurors. Yes. You know what I mean? Like this, he was trying this case in public. He is. That's yeah. part of what he's doing. Stacey Kaiser, thank you so much. Really good stuff. Stacey Kaiser, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Okay, so... <clears throat> is this the ladies... Okay, so here we go. Um, well, wait a second, is that it? Okay, so here we go. Uh, here you go. So this is uh, a couple years later. Back to CBS Morning. Sorry, guys. God damn it. I'm so sorry about these levels, y'all. A jury convicted Kelly this week of nine charges. Now five of those related. So Azrael was that girl who was mostly doing the talking and was talking about how her father's manipulative and, you know, she was trying to force out those tears and stuff. So this is that same girl coming back uh, a couple years later. Well, recently, last year, as of last year, when uh, R. Kelly was actually convicted. It's crimes committed against her, including transporting a minor across state lines to engage in sexual activity. Clary, who is now 23 years old, says Kelly abused her verbally and physically for years. The first time we met her, she was 21 years old and she was still living with R. Kelly. We spoke with her again yesterday. It's her first interview since the trial. She looks like she aged, son. That young woman looks like she has aged. She was 21, and so she would have been 22, or, or I'm sorry, 23 or 24 here. And she looks like she has aged. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, the stress, for sure. Hey, Nookie, welcome in. And probably <laughs> the stress. And probably narcotics. Yeah, well, I mean, I couldn't imagine being held down like that from some psycho sociopath narcissist who's just like doesn't care, probably was abusive. I mean, we're going to find out right now what's going on. Come on in, Azrael. Like she's pensive. She didn't even want to come in. Well, you look good. Thank you. So do you. Let's see. That booty looks good. I'll just start with this. I'm really glad to see you again because I wasn't sure I'd ever get to talk to you again. Mm. 
I'm mm. very happy to be here and, and see you again as well. It, it feels like a full circle moment to me. When we first met Azriel Clary in March of 2019, she had been living with R. Kelly for almost five years. Five? was one of his fear. Five years? So she was... Seven, 16? Is that 16? She was 21 here, so since 16. Wow. That fucking sucks. No worries, Morby. I know it's late for you, but uh, thank you for popping in. Anyways, if you fall asleep, much love. Sleep well, my friend. Versus supporters. Because you guys don't know the truth. You guys Look. don't believe in some facade okay. that our parents are saying. This is all lies for money. Clary and another one. So again, so she's kind of watering up here, but it's not, you know, it, it does seem a little forced to me. I'm not an expert though. Woman Joycelyn Savage told us then that they were in a relationship with the embattled R&B singer, but Clary left the apartment she shared with Kelly in Chicago seven months after our interview. I was lost and, um, I would, I felt invisible and, you know, I, I gave someone that control over me mm -hmm. uh, to basically make me do whatever it was that they wanted me to do and mm -hmm. act however they wanted me to act. During R. Kelly's trial, she testified that he began sexually abusing her when she was just 17 years old. Ugh. At the time of the interview with us, were you afraid when you were sitting there talking to us? I was. Yeah, he I did feel his you, interview Janko. first. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. He came in and he told us to be angry and be upset and she's gonna try to do this and you get it. Oh, he told you that? Yes. Mm -hmm. And and so we were we came in angry. We so he told in. you be angry. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um I was scared because I was like, I don't want the world to see me this way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. I don't I'm loving, I'm caring, I'm compassionate. Mm -hmm. And um, no one got to see that side of me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because your dad called me after and said, that is not my daughter. <laughs> that is not who she is. That is not how she speaks. That is not what she believes. During the trial, you testified that uh, you said, I was not honest in the interview that you did with us. Yeah. What, what were you not honest about? Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. Yes, you you know, before that interview, um, you know, he had us practicing every single day. Practicing what? Answering questions. And if he didn't like our answer, he would tell us exactly what to say and how to say it. So anytime you mention wow, anything, Asriel, yeah, I'm just I'm stunned by this. <laughs> yeah. So, so anytime you mention, go. anytime you mention anything about sexual preference, we already know to say. I'm not here to talk about that, because that's what he told us to say every single time. That's exactly time. what you said. First of all, I'm not you? here to talk about my personal life, okay. and I would never share with no one what I do in or outside of the bedroom. So when the interview was over and you all go back to his apartment, the three of you, what is the conversation? He was so happy. He was happy? He was so happy. He was like, you guys did amazing. You know, you did so well. You carried yourself so well. I believe he even, like, got food and wanted to celebrate. That's how happy he was. Fucking weirdo. So proud of you, ladies. So proud. You fucking lied really good. Good ass lies. Fucking asshole, man. With that interview, and I was just there like, 
Wow. What did he think about how he came across in the interview? Uh, truthfully, he think I think he, he believed that he had he done he had done well. He he felt like he had really uh, did a made a great reflection of himself. I'm not sure if he's an actor. I mean, he's acted in his own videos, like trapped in the closet. But has he acted outside of that? I mean. R. Kelly was just he 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 likes the smell of his own fart. So that dude, fucking hold on, let's see. Is Kelly an actor? Uh, here's his IMDb. Let's see if he's an actor. Let's see what he's acted in. He's entrapped in, in the closet. He was in Space Jam. Oh no, but he just contributed to the music. So, composer credits, director, soundtrack, actor. He has eight credits. Trapped in the Closet, Snakes on a Plane. He was in Snakes on a Plane. Uh, okay, Isley Brothers, music video. So, just music videos. So, he's not like a trained actor who's out there like doing stuff. He's just, he's a composer. He has so many good songs, though, man. God damn it, R. Kelly. You have so many good songs. Uh, okay, so let's get back to this lady over here. Not a professional. Yeah, not a professional. And he's not a great... He wasn't great at what he was doing either. It wasn't great. His his acting wasn't great. Like, y'all are killing me out here, man! Like, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. That wasn't good acting. From where he was in life and how all these women were lying on him and how all these people were just, you know, out to get him and, you know, that sympathy card that he just loves so much. Did way, you way right. When he wasn't around. Hold on. Gotta say, hey, what's up, Way Way? What's, welcome in, buddy. Good to see you. Been a while. Uh, Trapped in the Closet is a masterpiece. It sucks that I can't ever teach or analyze it. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, this is not good. This is not healthy. We got to get the hell out of here. Did you ever have any conversations I like that? I feel like a lot of people tried, but everyone always got beat over it because he was very good at manipulating a situation. So even if he knew or not, he would basically say, he could come in this room right now and he would say, you know, I've already spoken to Joy. She already told me exactly what you guys have been talking about. You have five minutes to be honest or you're going to be thrown around this entire room. Mm. Everything that we we're living in had become very normal. And um, to, I had to break out of that. I had to realize that this is actually abnormal. Yeah, the dysfunction was so prevalent that after a while it did feel normal to you? It did because it was not only me, it was other women, other women who were older than me. You know, when I met him at 17, he had four other women. And so these women are all normalizing his actions and then you have assistants normalizing his actions and you have workers and security and everyone else that normalizes it. So you, me being very young at that time, I just learned to normalize it. What do you think anybody could have said or done to help you leave the situation Damn, sooner? so there Nothing. it is. So it's just a whole network of people who are, uh, I mean, attracted to his, his fame, his power, his money, and who are all complicit in helping this because it, because it, it, it takes more than just R. Kelly, right? He needs a whole team of people to be around him. Yeah, I agree, Janko. I agree, right? Like the other one felt forced. It felt 
you know, like these ladies were just there. They were told like it really did feel like they were fed these lines. Like I mean, when she started tearing up earlier, I I I I um I, I believe those tears, you know, those come off more more genuine. It's a cult, like someone already said. Yeah, as with a lot of showbiz. Yeah, as exactly. Nothing. Nothing. I feel like that is something that I would have had to had woken up from myself, something that I would have had to realize on myself. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize with victims, the more you try to help them, the more it upsets them sometimes, you know. Your interview stands out because you are one of the few who we've heard who defended him so vocally and so adamantly and now ends up testifying against him. Well, your testimony was very key, mm. Azriel, it was very key. It was very graphic, it was very painful. Some of it was so graphic, the judge wouldn't even allow it to be, re be released um, yeah. to the public. And I'm wondering what it was like for you sitting there, uh, looking at him while you're testifying about what your life had been like with him. I feel like it was, it was very disturbing um, to have to relive those moments. I bet. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine if your abuser was there all broken down and looking pathetic and, and handcuffs and orange jumps? Uh, he's probably in a suit, but still. And then he's just looking at you like and then have to sort of relive those moments. I, that has to be that has to be horrible. And. Um... I don't know, a piece of me was happy because I felt like... Happy? Yeah, because mm -hmm. I felt like this person no longer has control over me, you know? You, you, you don't tell me what to do and what to wear and where to go and how long to be in a room anymore, so... Mm -hmm. I think the fact that you're sitting here today is very brave and very courageous mm -hmm. that you would come back and sit down and want people to see yeah. who you really are. I think is very important, um, you know, even I have to take accountability for my actions. It's okay to reevaluate your life. Mm -hmm. It is okay to change your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, you are never too old to wake up and say, hey, I thought this was good for me, but it's actually not. Yeah. And so I feel like that's why it was important for me to come back here and uh, see you again, because it is okay to change your mind. I agree. It is okay to apologize and forgive yourself, more importantly. And uh, that's really what I had to do. R. Kelly, as you know, has long denied allegations of sexual misconduct with the... Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Jonko. Uh, they might have. Uh, Asriel Clary, let's just see what we can find. Hold on. Uh, parents of Azriel Clary. Oh, and they talked to the same woman. The parents of one of R. Kelly's live-in girlfriends say she is trapped in what they call a monstrous situation. Only on CBS This Morning, Alice and Angelo Clary reveal why they are now afraid for their daughter's, Azriel's life. It is their first interview since the scathing Lifetime documentary, Surviving R. Kelly. Azriel Clary met the singer back in 2015. She was 17 at the time. I think I would put my...
What she said was, this was an audition. audition. Why wouldn't you trust me? Y'all mm -hmm. would think I would put myself in a, a predicament Pre and not call y'all if something wasn't right. She's saying you're messing up my chances. Exactly. And that's exactly what she so said. What this she... is my opportunity. No. This is my big break. This is, this, is, um, this, is, this is around the same time of the first uh, interview. Well, yeah, it's around the same time as the first interview. So this is in 2019. And um, so this is when she's still like, oh, like my dad's a manipulator, you know, like don't be asking me about sex and all that stuff. So this is the first one. Tempers eventually cooled. And the Clarys say they actually developed a professional relationship with R. Kelly over the next few months, oh. even pitching various business deals, all of which he rejected. The Clarys say the singer had his own proposal. Let Azriel join him on his tour full time. He flew us into Chicago. We sat with him in his studio. We met with him. And he basically told us, you know, yeah, I'm starting tour. You know, basically, y'all need to make a decision. Azriel had dreams of becoming a singer, according to her parents, who say she dealt with personal struggles, including a suicide attempt following a bad breakup. That was before she met R. Kelly. She eventually gave her parents an ultimatum. She says, if you don't allow me to go, I will try to take my own life again, or I will run away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Moving Dutchman, what's up, buddy? I don't know how civilized it is, but hey. Um, <laughs> yes, he's the father, Maury, and he needs to step up and take responsibility for the baby. <laughs> I don't want to call her bluff on it because I know she just attempted this previously. I'm thinking in my head, she only got three more months. She's going to be 18 so she can do what she wants. And she really carry out this. And then now I'm living with regret for the rest of my life. From the outside looking in, guys, people will still say, you're allowing your 17-year-old daughter, right. who at the time is underage, mm -hmm. to go with R. Kelly. The perception is yeah, that he preys on underage girls. Did that give you any kind of pause whatsoever? That gave me pause. I mean, it gave me awareness, but you talk about a young lady that's raised by two parents going to So you're to saying you trusted her? I didn't trust him. What I trusted was I raised my child right. I trust my daughter was, will be honest with us. And this was strictly her music. R. Kelly had a platform as big as music can ever give somebody. I didn't see the label. Stop moving Dutchman. And you told me that you saw this him working with other young Gandalf. women. Yes. Last Thank you for all that you do for this channel. And always remember, a moving Dutchman is never late, nor early, but arrives precisely when he means to. Oh, much love to moving Dutchman. Big kisses. Uh, seems ignorant, but honest. Yeah, it may be. Um... Hello, I Mighty Mighty. This is Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I want to give you a huge thank you, a big old splits, and the <laughs> as a thank you for all that you do for this channel. Thank you, Jean-Claude. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mighty Mighty. Uh, thank you, Rada, for giving us those those big warm thank yous to, uh, to our VIPs here. Uh, Yes, it does seem a bit ignorant, and it seems like a bit of uh, a justification for his decision. But you have to imagine that there was probably a good a large amount of money involved. I'm sure he wanted his daughter to be happy, but I don't care how old my kid is. 
I ain't letting them run around with some known pedophile. Like this is not, this is just a couple, this is five years, this is seven years ago now, right? She was with him for five, wait, no, this is eight years now. But still, back when she hooked up with him when she was 17, underage, um, and he wanted to take her around with him on tour, it was very well known that R. Kelly was peeing on little girls and was 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 sexually assaulting little girls. So and apparently little boys too. But it's still like I, I'm sorry, I just don't see it as a justification. I don't see it as a justification. Like it seems like he's trying to justify it in his own mind, in their own mind. Like and there's probably a good amount of money involved. They probably have never seen that much money in their lives before. You know, money does weird things to people. And you start justifying shit. It's like when you see those people who were, you know, they were good people and they start stealing from their job. And like, you know, these are good people who, who started off just like, oh, I, I was in a situation and I had access to movies or, or not movies. I, I had access to all this money and I didn't think anybody would miss none. And they always say that, right? When they're interviewing these people. What's up, Dirty Wolf? Good to see you, buddy. Can we get a shout out for Dirty Wolf Live? Um, he he is, uh, you know, like these people will justify these crimes because, you know, they're, you know, I'm a good person. And it's like, you know, he even said it's like she she grew up with a mom and a dad. And I trusted my daughter. And it's like, bro, I'm sorry. 17 years old. And you're out here fucking. I'm sorry. But that just doesn't fly with me. Maybe his parent, maybe, you know, parents can do whatever. They can make whatever choices. But if you know someone is, is a fucking known uh, creep and you're just like, yeah, go ahead. Because he has a platform. That's no excuse to get your daughter caught up. Because he has a platform. Terrible, uh, terrible 30 years ain't enough. Yeah, probably not. He's locked up with Glenn Maxwell, though. That's funny. Uh, also, what's up? Hope you're doing well. Happy 4th, Dirty Wolf. I hope you're doing well. Oh, is that Dirty Wolf? You're not Canadian, are you? I can't remember. Are you Canadian? Just chilling, man, making dinner, background, thanks. Oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, no shoot. Yeah, I grew up with both parents and still capable of making terrible decisions. I agree. I agree. And when you're 17 and you're young like that, but there's a difference between being, you know, underage, living with your parents. It'd be different if she was like, you know, maybe maybe she was on her own by then. Who knows? Uh, all good, though. Friday off. Hope you have a good long weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I, I've been working all weekend, but yeah, it's been good. I've been enjoying it. Well, apparently she did grow up, didn't grow up with a perfect mom and dad. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and no, no parents are great. No parents are perfect. We all make mistakes, but still, he's unfortunately huffing the copium on that one. <laughs> yeah, the copium. All right, so let's get Last down. week, Kelly blamed Azriel's parents for their own estrangement. What kind of father, what kind of mother Look, he's about will to sell their daughter to a man? Three months See? before Azriel... he just said it. <laughs> he just said that shit. Uh, we, the parents of Azrael Clary, give consent for Ari Azrael 
Azrael to stay with uh, Valerie Janice Payton until December 30th, 2015, in which she will be under her custody at that time. That's just signed on a notebook. Israel turned 18, the Clarys signed a letter giving their consent for her to go on Kelly's tour and stay with a woman named Valerie Janice Payton. Who is Valerie Payton? It ain't R. Kelly. It's, it's not it's not Robert Kelly. But does she work with R. Kelly? She posed to work for the label. We found out later on that she works for R. Kelly. But at the yes, time you signed this, you thought she was... He told us it was he, someone was affiliated with the music label. From Sony. Okay. Correct. So you thought she would be a chaperone Correct. for Correct. That's what she was supposed to be. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we found out later there was no truth in that. I think it, in retrospect, many of these parents... Yeah, right, jo right, Jocko? He told, he's like, what kind of man sell? yeah, what kind of man sells his daughter to an, a little man? Yeah, exactly. That's we're too trusting. Michael Avenatti is representing the Clarys. He claims R. Kelly used his celebrity status to manipulate the families and the women. If what you're alleging is true, how is he able to get away with this for this period of time? He surrounded himself with a bunch of people a bunch of yes men and women that would provide assurance and comfort to these parents relating to the fact that their daughters were going to be safe, that their daughters were going to be looked after, that all of this was legit, that R. Kelly could be trusted. From people in the inside, some of the other victims that we talked to, they all said that, that the girls have to prove their loyalty to him by any means necessary. He's the problem. He don't have a sickness. He made a choice. And this is what you guys fail to realize. It was not just R. Kelly that was doing this. It was, it was not only just him and his handlers and his cohorts and who, whatever you want to call him. It was my daughter, it too. It was also our daughter, because uh. you have to understand, she was lying and duping us and pulling the wool over our house from the beginning. When you look back on it, what do you think of the mistakes that you made? Do you take any responsibility take for the situation responsibility. that you're in? We, 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 never, we never denied responsibility. I feel like I failed my daughter because I should have saw different signs. I should have saw, saw the change in my baby girl. How do you think this story's gonna end with your daughter? How I wanna see it end, I wanna see my daughter leave. Of course, but how do you, are you concerned about how it could end, are you? I've heard like a suicide pact, you know, I know my a daughter. A suicide pact? Yes, I've heard all kinds of stuff. So, you know, that I That really... gives me chills, Alice. It should give you chills. It because does. The difference is our daughter had experience with trying to do it. See, everybody else can talk, but it's nothing like seeing a father coming in the house and seeing your daughter submerged in water, and you have to pick her up and try to get her to the hospital. See, I've been through that. So why everybody else may take this lightly and, oh, they just throwing something out there? It's real life for us. Wow. Not even single-handedly, though, you know, Jonko? Like, like they were saying, yeah, 30 years. Um, like they were saying... It was handlers, it was people from the label, or it, it was people, you know, he surrounded himself with, with, with people who was facilitating this behavior, who was just like, they, they were on his pay. They, they, I mean, it's his doing and yes, men are just out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. He put this all together. He created a network. It, it was like, who's that one asshole who was through Penn State? He had like a charity where he helped young boys and then he groomed young boys and then he ended up, you know, taking advantage of them.
I mean, this is how it works, right? They create these these um, scenarios. They create the the environment to make make their make their wants and desires happen and 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 available. How is the how is it all these sickos have a whole ass teams facilitating this sick shit, but you never hear of them getting thrown in jail as well? I don't know. I don't know because money, you know. I mean, they do get some people do get thrown in jail. I don't know if uh, if any of his handlers ended up, you know, having uh, getting getting met. Uh, Getting uh oh where are they now? Here's oh no that's this is from 2019. Money, connection, fame, expectations, deals. Um. R. Kelly's found guilty on all charges. Why is R. Kelly staying trial alone? The New Yorker asked. Uh, federal prosecutors suggest Kelly receive R. Kelly the history allegations. Uh, so the New Yorker is asking that same question. Uh, after five weeks of arguments, testimony as the federal courthouse in Brooklyn, the trial of the R&B star R. Kelly will soon come to a close. This past Monday, the prosecution finished presenting its case against Kelly, who is being tried for a number of alleged crimes, including racketeering, sexual exploitation of child bribery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although many of his star, many of the star's alleged victims have told har- har- harrowing tales of sexual abuse on. The witness stand dating back to when some of them were minors. It is the racketeering charge uh, that has most captured the public's imagination. Prosecutors argued that during the 30-year career in which Kelly sold a hundred million albums, he simultaneously operated a criminal uh, uh, enterprise designed to target, groom, and exploit girls, boys, and young women for his own sexual gratification. The defendant has uh, has surrounded himself with a team of people made up of dedicated employees and close associates. Uh, the U.S. Attorney Maria Cruz M- uh, Melendez said during her opening argument, and you will learn that the defendant used the inner circle as his means to a criminal end. The prosecution spent 19 days making its case, followed by uh, followed by the defense, which moved quickly, calling only a few witnesses, but questions may linger for the jury as both sides prepare to deliver their closing arguments. If Kelly was the head of a criminal enterprise, why is he staying trial alone? Uh, there is a second federal case against Kelly in Northern District of Illinois in which he has two co-defendants, both of whom began working for the singer in the early 1990s. Daryl McDavid, a former business manager for the star, and Milton Brown, a senior uh, assistant. McDavid quit in 2013 after financial dispute with Kelly, but Brown worked for Kelly until at least 2018. In Chicago, Brown faces one count of conspiracy to receive child pornography, and McDavid faces four counts related to handling child pornography and one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice. These charges all stem from a period in 2008 during which the state of Illinois tried Kelly for child pornography. The trial was narrowly focused on a single videotape involving a 14-year-old girl 
and Kelly was subsequently acquitted. Prosecutors now allege that Kelly and his assistants tried to round up other videotapes before they could be entered into evidence. Uh, Kelly, McDavid, and Brown have all pleaded not guilty to the charges in the second federal case. The case is in Illinois is on hold until proceedings conclude in Brooklyn. So there you go. There you go, y'all. So there is people that are going to be facing charges as well. His handlers. <sighs> hey, it's a 4th of July sale, everybody. You can get six, $6 subscription. Fuck you, New Yorker. Um, let's see. Um... Uh, yeah, the government is definitely not doing enough. CIA should be acting on a nasty network like that. Shit, for all we know, CIA facilitates this type of shit for overseas conquest. Uh, agreed, it's a scary thought. All of these people connected are just a team to help another sicko now. Yeah, I mean, think about Harvey Weinstein. I mean, he was doing this and it was well known throughout the whole Hollywood community that he was this gross-ass dude, but yet all the people around him, surrounding him, were facilitating it, helping him, this whole network of people who were facilitating, he had fucking assistants who were helping him, it's, it's fucking gross, and, you know, sometimes they just get to skate away, like nothing happened, they just keep working, take him to chair, yeah, they still never released the names from that book, yeah, Glenn Maxwell, right? Look at the government covering up because if those names came out, what did they say? It just they said some puritanical garbage about Glenn Maxwell and why they can't release the book. The judge said why they didn't release the, the The judge said some dumb shit. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, little black book under FBI review. Scares, scares off collectors. Uh, black book of contents thought to include is the Daily Mail. Here's the Independent. We'll see. Um, what did they say? Oh, shit. They, they want me to pay for stuff. I'm not doing that. Why did the judge... Why did the judge... Why did the judge... Not... Come on, bitch. Um, she said something really stupid. Will not be released. The Daily Mail... Black Book of Contents, thought to include Prudence Andrew, will not be released during the sex trafficking trial. An, ex an extract from the contacts book has been shared, a team of the jury, but it will not be made public. The defense prosecution teams have agreed. The book is believed to be a version of infamous directory. Um, not made public to the defense. Judge Allison Nathan ruled in Manhattan Federal Court that only small parts of the directory would be released. It is said the version of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's 97-page book containing the names and addresses almost 2,000 world leaders, celebrities, and businessmen, including Prince Andrew, President Donald Trump, and Bill Clinton. Look at that shit. These fucking pigs. Uh, uh, the Duke of York, others named in the book. Um, 
2015, pages from the Epstein book were published online, website Gawker, but many of the contacts were redacted, which is that. Uh, the decision not to include Maxwell directory in court was made by both legal teams over the weekend. Uh, just a few pages, only small. She said something really gross. U.S. Attorney Judge Nathan said uh, by the telegraph, it's not being offered for the truth of the matters asserted therein and may not consider it for purpose. Rather, you may consider it only to the extent you believe it is relevant to show a link, if any, between Ms. Maxwell and the names and phone numbers listed and how, if at all, the information was organized. She said something real fucking stupid, but yeah, anyways, we, this is a wholly different story altogether, so let's not get too far off track here. Uh, the real version is they would probably end up having to fire half the senators in U.S. Yeah. Uh, the craziest thing is that if you delve into stuff like Weinstein thing and other guy with the island that you can actually see their connections and those people got away that caused their power position although they never got caught red-handed if you want you can find so much dirt on someone some of these successful people it's rare to find something someone rich and innocent yeah yeah and and here's the thing they're there's they're thinking that there's ties to Mossad like the Israeli CIA you know, um, that Epstein, because what was it, in 2005, he, he got off, he got off. The attorney general was like, look, just let him go. He, you know, dropped the charges because he got caught in Florida a while ago, you know, in two, I think it was in 2005 and they just dropped all the charges and he got off or at least he got like probation or something stupid. Uh, and, but he, but he was a convicted sex offender and pedophile and, um, you know, how does somebody get off like that? Who, who, what connections, you know, do you have to have to just have shit dropped? So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bullshit involved, a lot of government stuff being facilitated. Yeah. I, I, where was it in Denmark in like the mid nineties, there was a big scandal where there was a sex trafficking going on within their parliament. I believe that's what they call it over there where, um, you know, it sent the country crazy. Millions of people showed up in, in that whatever the capital city is there. I mean, it, it really flipped the script in that country. So what do you think is going to happen if all these names come out and all these people are convicted? You know, we're seeing people burn down cities now for, you know, for for somebody getting shot by the police. Can you imagine if half the senators and, and, and the Congress people are found to be pedophiles? What would happen then? I don't know. In any case, I don't want to get too far away from R. Kelly because we uh, we also have uh, an interview with um his his wife or his ex wife. So this was uh, his ex wife and the and she was talking about the story of their marriage and what went on with that. So let let's let's roll some tape on this and and get a little other perspective. Now, he was married to this woman for a few years, so, um, and this was the woman that they interviewed on, um, uh, what was it, Escaping Kelly, what was the documentary? In any case, I can't remember what it was, but here is this woman here talking, uh, talking that ish, so. There's the person, Robert, there's the persona, 
R. Kelly. Go ahead on, break them off with a little the remix. R. Kelly, this widely recognition. All right. On stage, choreographer, choreographer, Sona, dancer, dancer, choreographer, on stage, right next to him. And people have no idea that this man just beat me on the bus. People have no idea of the bruises I'm hiding. Drea claims she was a victim herself of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse at the hands of Robert Kelly. Did you ever fear for your life? Yes. You thought he might kill you? Yeah. Yeah, kids? absolutely. Yeah. But me, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, this stuff's not easy to talk. I mean, even now, it's not easy even to talk about. It's like, it's how do you talk about these things without, you know... I don't want to disrespect any of the victims, you know, I don't want to, you know, like, I, I, I firmly believe he should go to prison. And there's so many people who are like, no, he's innocent, which is so ridiculous because this is, again, 40 women are all corroborating here. 40 women got together and was like, let's tell the same story. Those rappers are always causing trouble. You better watch yourself, Moving Dutchman. You better watch yourself. You're on thin ice, buddy. R. Kelly's not a rapper. Well, he kind of is a rapper, too. He raps a little. Their tumultuous relationship initially began with a love for his music. Thorny Thorny video, there's a part in there where I'm dressed as a geisha. This is around the time when Matrix came out, so I put the Matrix move in the video. There she is, front and center, his wife of 13 years and I wish they would stop playing the fucking song. Why did you decide now? Summer of 2017 hits. All these allegations start coming out again, and I'm like, God, I don't think I can take this one. We're going to begin this half hour with those disturbing allegations against R. Kelly. He texted R. Kelly to let my daughter free. Those claims stem from a BuzzFeed article detailing allegations from two parents who say their daughter was being held against her will by Kelly. The article also alleges that six women live in properties rented by Kelly in Chicago and the Atlanta suburbs, and that he controls every aspect of their lives. Charges that Kelly and several of the women, including the daughter of the concerned parents, have denied. Those allegations have sparked a movement. Celebrities like John Legend and Viola Davis joining the call to hashtag mute R. Kelly, demanding that people stop playing and promoting his music. Apple Music removed him from their featured playlists. And after months of silence, R. Kelly released this 19-minute song called I Admit. I'm so falsely accused. Tell me, how can you judge when you never walked in my shoes? What do you make of his song, I Admit? That is the dumbest thing he's ever done. <laughs> I agree. Shaking heads, so sound comes back to the other. Yeah, I heard that too, Moving Dutchman. I heard that too. It went to the left side only. That was weird. Because you didn't admit anything. That was the classic narcissistic response. The pair first met more than 20 years ago in their mutual hometown of Chicago. R. Kelly, at the time 27 years old, had just skyrocketed to number one with his breakout hit, Bump and Grind. I wish they would stop playing his songs. No, 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 no. We're not playing music. We're not playing the music. And he was like, uh, you got the job. I was butt clapping. 19 years old, it was her dream gig. 
Andrea says she would quickly rise from backup to principal dancer and eventually choreographer. Shortly thereafter, she says her then boss would seek a more intimate relationship. I do remember when he said he fell in love. He said I was sitting on the back of the tour bus reading the Bible. He said, and you remind me of my mama. At this point, you hadn't seen... I was sitting on the back of the bus reading the Bible? Shut the fuck up, R. Kelly. You are fucking crazy. Any kind of indication that there may be any kind of wait was she reading the bible rudeness no but what i did see is a man was very controlling r kelly would continue to climb the billboard charts soon becoming a household name mm. with the release of this crossover oh, yeah. okay. mega hit I believe I can fly. god damn it after i believe it's a good I song fly, though it's we a good married, song but at that point i had seen him go from just an all-black audience knowing who he was. Oh, shit, you're right, Jonko. You remind me of my mama. Oh, let me taste your lipstick. <laughs> How's your lipstick taste? To now, you're doing Space Jam. You're getting Grammy nods, winning Grammys. All right, Kelly, I believe I could fly. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. At a certain point, your marriage started going down. When was that point? When I was pregnant with my first child, he locked me in a bathroom, and I slept in a bathtub. Outwardly, Jeez. Kelly was the portrait of a doting father. Come on, stop fucking playing the songs. Baby girl Joanne in Celine Dion's I'm Your Angel. And even though they would go on to have two more children, Drea says their marriage was crumbling. And then in 2002, R. Kelly was charged today with 21 counts of child pornography. A tape emerges. 21 counts? Reportedly showing R. Kelly engaged in sexual acts with a minor. When the videos surfaced and the allegations surfaced on the child pornography charges, did you believe it? No. I'm thinking to myself, that's impossible. But again, he kept me very sheltered. Did some part of you have a nagging suspicion? I'm too busy dealing with my own abuse. God damn it. Long Around long. this time, R. Kelly would sit down for an interview with ABC News. People need to understand that R. Kelly is not who they think, but it's who I know. You know, I'm not perfect. He would face trial for multiple charges of child pornography and be acquitted on all counts. But at home, Drea says her husband grew more controlling and easily angered. There's no let's talk about it like a regular couple, you know? No, it's his way or the highway, period. It was a seemingly ordinary scenario that Drea claims led to her being attacked, restrained, and ultimately hogtied by Kelly. And he took the rope tight and he tied my arms behind my back. And then he took my legs. And he tied my legs and my hands and arms together. And I just remember laying on the side of the bed crying, like, let me go, just untie me, let me go. And he fell asleep with me on the side of the bed like an animal. In 2005. See, now that's genuine. That, that feels genuine. Like, I believe that that fucking crazy asshole did that shit. File this order of protection, but then a few weeks later, you withdraw it. Why'd you withdraw it? Fear. He's a powerful man. At this time, he's at the top of his game. So now I get this order of protection, and it dawns on you, this is not bulletproof. Eventually, she says a series of altercations while on vacation in Miami led to her breaking point when she almost tried to end her life. What happened there? What, what kept you? 
first God, but my kids. So I remember I climbed out on the balcony and I looked down and it was like God allowed me to see my body was laying in blood. And I prayed, God, okay, I need an answer and I need it now. Yeah, and he told yeah. me to get my laptop of all things and type in domestic violence. I take the survey and of the 17 things on the list, Robert had already done 15. Drea says she was determined to leave, fleeing with her three children to her father's home. In 2006, she filed for divorce. Have you thought about changing your last name? No. You don't mind the association still with being a Kelly? Well, when people say association, that's like a club or fraternity or whatever. I paid for my name in blood, sweat, and tears. Literally. Damn, that's fucking powerful. There you go. Nobody knows what it was like to be Drea Kelly. Drea Kelly is strong. Drea Kelly is a survivor. Drea Kelly made it away from Robert Kelly. In response to the allegations made by Drea, R. Kelly's manager told ABC News yeah, they right. no comment. When was the last time you did have contact with him? You're right. You're right, Moving Dutchman. Yeah. That is confirmed. So long ago, I can't even remember. Drea is now a full-time mom. Her three children, Joanne, Jai, and Robert, all live close by, just outside of Los Angeles. That is my world. I call them my eggs. If you go on any of my social media, everybody sees hashtag my eggs. Her eggs are now all grown up, from 16 to 21 years old. They are well aware about the headlines about their dad and say his past has sometimes led to them being bullied at school. How would you handle it when people might say something nasty to you? Um, I just, I know that it doesn't have anything to do with me. Do you all have any contact at all with your dad? No. No. And it's been a long time. Any message for dad at all? Hi. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Man, and you know what's sad is that, but that kid does want to have some relationship with his father. What, what kid doesn't want to have a relationship with their father? You know, I hope he didn't do anything to them. Yeah, me too. What they had to have seen. At least. Well, what now? What's next for you? I'm going to start a new singing career. <laughs> no. Everything. <laughs> now to be able to fearlessly tell my story and to shout it from the mountaintops. Wow, that's, words can't even describe that. At the end of the day, we don't have to keep talking about the storm. It's about how you come out of it. Drea has now become an advocate for victims of domestic abuse. The healing process is never ending. And I think that's the misconception that people think that, how did you heal from it? I'm healing every day. But what have you learned about yourself wow. through all of this? What I have learned is that I'm a vessel. I know now that I'm being used for something greater than me. Oh, Hi, Jesus. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out George the George Stephanopoulos. Whew. 
I am surprised that you agreed to do it. Why are you sitting down with us today? Cody is, but... All right. And I, I think that's enough R. Kelly for one day. So there you go, guys. So he's serving his 30-year sentence. And again, to sort of bring this back to the top, that's Travis Barker. Uh, R. Kelly is in the process of suing the uh, the the jail that he he is currently being held in with Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll watch this quick video. For this appeal that we are we are excited for this appeal that we are bringing. Um, obviously, you know. It was a hard day. Uh, he's been sentenced to a serious sentence. But we are confident uh, in our arguments that we raised in our post-trial motions that although they didn't persuade the district court judge, that they will persuade the Court of Appeals. We've always believed in those arguments, and we believe that this enterprise was overcharged and that the circuit, Second Circuit Court of Appeals will see it that way. Well, I mean, obviously he's devastated. 30 years in prison is like a life sentence for him. But um, at the same time, um, you know, we knew the government was asking for 25 years. We, we were prepared for what... Um, the judge might impose so it didn't come as a great big surprise um, we were prepared for it um, and we are now prepared to fight uh, this appeal for us it's just the beginning of the fight frankly so we were prepared going in for today and he and he's doing okay with it our position is this was not a re re rico or racketeering act violation um, these were isolated events that happened many years ago and the government simply tried to plead around the statute of limitations to bring it in a RICO uh, charge, which was inappropriate. So, I mean, all I can tell you is there was no enterprise. There was no enterprise. It was one man with allegations by a number of women, which doesn't make it an enterprise. And that is why he's not guilty of, of, of racketeering. Wow. So there you go.